Welcome to the Static Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony T. This is episode 68. back to another tuesday july 26 2022 thank you for joining me hope you're having a great summer and you didn't melt from these uh recent heat waves we're having now just a disclaimer if the weather didn't get you heated this uh episode may get you a bit heated uh but we'll do a recap of what's going on first real quick so the main thing that recently happened is our fearless leader joe biden has caught covid and is in isolation and our president vice president sorry Kamala Harris is also in isolation because I think she came down with it also. So, yay, vaccines. And since it is the end of July, it's the last week of July, and the midterms are coming up, midterm elections, and schools are about to start. Not only did the president get COVID and people are getting COVID from the rear of the field, uh, pun intended, comes monkeypox now. The WHO declared an international monkeypox as an international uh, emergency, even though it doesn't meet the criteria that uh, should make it an emergency. And so they have this vaccine rollout for monkeypox, but but also for kids. Now, this if this is typically transmitted between gay men, why are kids getting it? Hmm? Two reasons I can think of. Gay men are having sex with children, or I didn't do the research on this monkeypox vaccine. I don't know if it's been out, or this is another ploy by the pharmaceutical companies to give it to kids so they could get, you know, immune from liability like they did with the COVID vaccine that I spoke about in a previous episode. So their game plan just looks like disease after disease after disease and vaccine after vaccine and mandates after mandates. That's their game plan. That's what it looks like. So that's where that narrative is going. Now, uh, September is fast approaching. Kids go back to school. It's basically back to school in every store since the beginning of this month, which is on its own is crazy. Uh, Remember a few months ago, we had the school boards were a big topic in the news when the parents were showing up about masks and about this curriculum they got, this social emotional learning, or the more popular uh, phrase known as they were grooming the kids for alternate lifestyles and such. And that kind of got swept under the rug because Junior's Pride Month and all the mainstream media is like, woo, yay, gay, LGBT, and whatnot. And you know, but that stuff didn't go away. So I've participated in a webinar yesterday where they played an interesting documentary, and that's pretty much what I'm going to cover in this uh, episode. The name of the documentary is The Mind Polluters. It's by fearlessfeatures.org. Go check it out on their website. And I have the trailer here. Sexual predators and comprehensive sex education both break down inhibitions. That's what they start with. They also gain trust with the child and then slowly start to get them towards sexual activity. Anything goes. Um, You are teaching uh, children uh, adult child sex. You're teaching transgender issues. Um, And, you know, children are are moldable and, and influenced by that. They said, okay, now we need you and your team to be able to explain what homosexuality is to a four-year-old student. To introduce this kind of material at that age, frankly, it's child abuse. You're gonna teach our children that it's okay for any two children of any age, of any sex, to have sexual intercourse with each other as long as two components are present, one's using a condom and they both give consent. Did I hear that correctly? It's not a neutral venue. There's no such thing 
Okay, the schools are doing your job. They are discipling your children, but they're not discipling them in the faith of Jesus Christ. It's only the exceptional child that even survives that system. Most do not survive, most have not survived. They believe that children are sexual from birth and that they deserve and have the right to be sexually active and to seek sexual pleasure. And if anyone is stopping them from that, then you are judging and oppressing them. Even kindergarten now, they're wanting to teach them more and more perverse information and acts and put that into the children's minds. And once those the, that poison is in the child's mind, it doesn't leave. They'll always remember what they learned. And it's by design, it's orchestrated. In my humble opinion, it will be worse before it gets better. Sorry about the sound effects and all that stuff, but that's just part of the trailer. Um, I got, so basically this thing has to do with sex ed in schools. And one of the things I got from it was that, you know, sex ed was never taught in schools. When I went to school, I went to Catholic school also. It's just basically you were taught biology and you were taught the basics of like where, go, what goes where and how that happens and so on. But in public schools, you know, you had, they would teach abstinence and maybe like, uh, you know, prevention, like condoms. But now we've come to like create to like such uh, crazy things we teach the kids or allowing them to, to talk about it and stuff and that's not the school's place that's the parents place and another quick note before I get into the meat and potatoes of where this stuff came from, uh, the, in the documentary, the opening scene is a young, you know, preteen girl or teen girl sitting in a library with a laptop and she opens it up, puts in her headphones, and I guess she's doing the lesson. And it's this lady talking about sex ed, condoms, abstinence, the condoms, STDs, how to put the condom on and using all these phrases. And you could see the girl getting uncomfortable and uh, just uncomfortable with the material in general. They like to preach everybody's different everybody's different and exactly everybody is different and this poor young girl might not be ready for that kind of material maybe she didn't have that talk with her parents maybe she's not she's from a ultra conservative uh, catholic family where they don't talk about that yet or so you might be traumatizing this girl and these are the same people that make the these uh workplace sexual harassment uh policies where god forbid you look at a woman like not at her nose and she thinks you looking at her uh, other body parts you're out of a job so you showing this girl this sexual education stuff is you're doing the same thing you might be making her uncomfortable all right so moving on to like where this stuff come from right if you if you listen to the trailer that a lady mentions she says that they say that children are sexual from birth and this brings us to alfred c kinsey who authored sexual behavior in the human male which became the basis for sex ed in all of this country so his research which is documented in this book supposedly proves that children are sexual from birth now you can of course google him look at the wikipedia page he has all his you know he had attended harvard and such and he was well renowned supposedly in academia and stuff but uh he's dead now but there was a nice lady by the name of judith reisman who looked into all this guy's research and did a lot of research of her own and she describes him and i have a clip 
of her. Dr. Reisman, who was this mad scientist <laughs> that you're referring to? Well, a lot of people really sort of know who he is by now, I'm, I'm happy to say, or unhappy to say, I don't know which, and that would be Dr. Alfred C. Kinsey, the founder of the Kinsey Institute, which is still alive and rushing along. He's not alive, he's gone to his reward. Um, but it's still going on in Bloomington, Indiana, at uh, the Indiana University, and uh, a gender reproduction, the Kinsey Institute, and, and he, yes, was a man who was involved in the sexual torture of hundreds of children in his own work and I keep trying to say that is not a reliable scientist but uh, it's been a little difficult to get that across. Well very quickly remind us about the Kinsey report and where he came from and how mm -hmm. he developed that whole Sure, study. sure. Well World War II was over you know and officially in 45. Uh, our guys were returning from overseas. Uh, they were traumatized. The nation was traumatized. And a couple of years later, 1948, uh, Kinsey's book comes out called Sexual Behavior in the Human Male. And the propaganda around it, and I do officially call that propaganda, was marketing pro propaganda, was that uh, this, this man, this great conservative scientist was going to tell the American public the truth about all of us, what we were doing sexually, what our grandparents were doing sexually and our parents were doing sexually and they were going, he was going to reveal the real facts and lift the curtain off what we were hiding all this time and what that was was that we were really a bunch of sexual adventurers and that mommy and daddy were involved in uh, various kinds of adultery and that uh, everybody was doing all these bizarre things and uh, the public didn't necessarily believe it, but a lot of the professors certainly did, and so it was picked up in universities all over the country, and from there it filtered down to every place. Who else. funded his study? Yes, well, the Rockefeller Foundation uh, not only funded his study, but when he was looked like he was getting in big trouble with Congress, they shifted the money from Kinsey directly into what they call the American Law Institute Model Penal Code, which is why I'm here in the law school, because our laws were gutted and were changed based on all these frauds and these lies. So this interview is from uh, Reisman in the 80s on C-SPAN. They had to program the book. She had a book out, and this is where she's interviewing. Uh, she's doing an interview about this book, about him. And uh, surprising, surprise, surprise, who backed this guy? The Rockefellers. And I have more from her. I homosexual. There's big argument at which is which, but no argument. He was certainly a bizarre person. He was having sex with his students. He was having sex, making pornography up in his attic and in the, and in the university. He, uh, he was engaged in so many bizarre things, including things that actually brought about uh, orchitis, which was damage, massive damage to his uh, lower, lower nether regions um, because he was so abusive to himself. So this was not a normal guy, and he certainly was the major, major proponent of the idea that children are sexual from birth and that they can be unharmed by sex with adults. Seems like a stand-up guy, right? Well, I googled, I saved you the heartache, I googled that orchitis, and it's like swelling of the testes, it's STD, that this guy was just rampant and just got himself all diseased up. Next clip. Given that this happened in 1948, uh, are there lasting effects to the Kinsey studies? Huge. Absolutely huge. I had no idea when I started on this thing. I really didn't. I just copied off his charts and graphs with this little two-month-old baby and with this little five-year-old and all these things were being done to these children and calling them orgasms around the clock, 24. I just 
copied him off and I sent it to my colleagues, you know, as in the ethical field of science. And I thought, well, that, okay, I'll go do something else. They'll take care of it. And that was in 1980. <laughs> so they didn't take care of it. And it took me years to figure out why. And it turned out that, yes, Kinsey's research became the foundation for major changes, major, every major change in our sex laws and have gone through to today globally. I just came back from a global tour. Kinsey's everywhere, in China indeed. And here we go. She reports this guy's studies and research and says, hey, this is not to the ethical committee and nothing gets done. Why? I mean, nothing. these are children, children. They're doing these studies on. Now you can see that he did have an impact globally. And if you look when this book was published, it was published in the 50s. Look what, look what happened in America in the 60s. You had, you know, the summer of love, the big, you know, cultural revolution. And this is what, where this seems like it stemmed from. So moving on a little bit from Mrs. Reisman here, there was another documentary mentioned in the the Mind Polluters documentary called Secret Hins Secret History Kinsey's Pedophiles. And I got a couple clips of that also. In nineteen forty eight a book was published that sparked the sexual revolution. Unnoticed within it were the details of the sexual abuse of several hundred children. Who were these children? Who were their abusers? And how did the world's most famous sex scientist come to use the details of these sexual assaults as evidence of children's sexuality? <music> Professor Alfred Kinsey was the father of the sexual revolution. From 1948 to 1956, he traveled the world, advising governments how to modernize antiquated sex laws. From Britain, where he advised the Wolfenden Committee on Homosexuality, to Europe and America, his advice was key to updating sexual attitudes. Nice. Updating sexual attitudes. And you could see, just with the Rockefeller backing, this guy was global, just going around, adjusting the sexual attitude of the world. Jesus. And of course, no one would turn him away because he's sent here by and he's backed with Rockefeller. So why this guy must be legit, right? They touch more on his sexual history. His first sexual contact was overt intercourse with his grandmother. His, um, he had looked up his family tree. There were 30, uh, I forget how many, 33 or 38 members. He had had almost all of them. Um, he had had intercourse with hundreds upon hundreds of males and females of every conceivable age. My memory is that it's exceeded 600 for both boys and girls, and we haven't yet got to maturity. Yep, so it seems he got everyone involved in his research. Uh, this guy is pretty much a sexual deviant, man, incest and all. So now we'll just jump back to Judith Reisman when she was on Donahue in the 80s. So in this book that uh, Kinsey wrote in the 50s, he had a table of all of, like the ages and, and stuff of the kids, which pretty much got him into, you know, you're documenting this stuff. It's not like so, this lady's making it up. So it's like table 34 is like a popular thing. That's the table number of these, you know, research kids that he had. So this is her on Donahue in the 80s. And I'd like to see your resume as well. Anybody to see it. 
The tables show the number of uh, orgasms in uh, humans, uh, males, uh, I assume, five months to uh, four years. You've got, you've got two months old, five okay? Months old. You've got one child allegedly having a climax. Where are those tables? So you've got 24 hours around the clock, 26 orgasms around in a four-year-old. You want to tell me, right. you want to tell me, where are those right. tables? Show them, Brian. Where are the tables? Yeah. Well, we're going to show them. There. Now, now, All right, read now it. what is the point? You what is tell your me point? what is the point. <clears throat> five months old. What is it? I can hardly read it. What's next five to that? Number of orgasms. Oh, number of orgasms. Three. Go down to the four-year-old. You see the four-year-old there? Yeah. There, bottom one. Yes, four-year-old, 26 orgasms in 24 hours. Tell, tell me, Phil. Tell me, yes, Phil. Does a baby sleep? Tell me, Phil. Tell me, Phil. Does a baby sleep? Tell me if this is scientific. A baby sleeps for eight hours. And you you tell me how you get 26 orgasms for 24 hours. So this creep was making kids from five months old to four years old see how many orgasms they could have. And this was a study. And on this Donahue show, the, the, pretty much they had the photographer, Kinsey's photographer on there. So he was kind of like trying to go against it. That's why she was like, well, uh, there, there was an argument. But I highly suggest you Google that also. It's uh, uh, Judith Reisman on Donahue. I mean, this is, this is nuts. Now, the Mind Polluters documentary shows you how they kind of implement this stuff now through this this process of social emotional learning uh, it it seems that it's you know harmless but it actually does really not it's not good for young kids there are several teachers in this documentary well ex-teachers because they refused to teach this stuff to the kids and they got fired it sounds awfully like the vaccine situation in the workplace now too you know and it just seems that more and more that our quote-unquote experts in all the different fields in this government are really not experts well i can't say everything i don't know every all of them but you know look at fauci you know mask on no mask mask no mask vaccine booster 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 effective not effective so you we have it just continues in this country who better to be the father of the sexual revolution in this country than a pedophile you can't write this is a you can't write this stuff. We have become too complacent on government, uh, especially the education system. It's very convenient for parents, right? Drop the kids off for school. They're there for eight hours or even longer, and I could pick them up after work, and, you know, everybody's happy. But then we realize, well, what's going on with, this, with the kids these days? Why are they acting like this? What, why is society so getting so crazy and there you have it who are you leaving your kids with for eight hours a day that's a, and the other kids in the school you can't depend on a teacher to do the right thing because you know well i'm just doing my job and they won't get fired we're so quick to trust the educational system these public schools you just drop your kids off i, I don't think no parent is vetting these teachers doing a security background check on them you don't know who these people are and you're leaving them every day, eight hours, eight hours, eight hours. And then you're like, wait, why is my kid acting like this? And it's only going to get better because the CDC has this plan of whole school, whole community, whole child where they want like uh, mental clinics and health clinics with the school. So like your, your children, like if they see a problem, they just send the kid to the clinic, whichever it be health or mental. Uh, if your kid, you know, thinks that they're a different gender, hey, have some, uh, you can 
you can have some uh, hormones, you can transition and you don't have to tell mom and dad. And if you don't think that's happening or can't happen, well, in the documentary, there's actually a lawyer lady that's fighting several cases where the schools are trying this and the parents are fighting. It's you have to do your research, you have to get involved. No politician, no entity is going to get involved here on your behalf. The parents have to stand up. You can't depend on any. These are your kids that you are in charge of. Don't let the public school system be in charge of them. All right. So the name of that documentary is The Mind Polluters. It's by fearlessfeatures.org. Go check them out. Watch it. You'll get all this information in there. It's 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 crazy. And that will do it for me today. I'm your host, Anthony T. This is the Static Podcast. You can reach me at anthony at staticpodcast.net. Like, subscribe, donate. This is a value for value podcast. You could stream Satoshis. We don't take no ads. I value freedom of speech on this podcast and I hope you do as well. So I will see you next week.